When I was in the Air Force, I noticed that um, every Air Force base that I ever went to, every military be- base, uh, for that matter, was surrounded by uh, businesses that were there to entice airmen or soldiers to uh, to do foolish things and and you know sometimes destructive things. And uh, you know there there are always there are always uh, big signs in front of these businesses, you know, where it was promised you can get easy money, you know, payday loans, things like that. Uh, no, no credit checks, no waiting. Uh, you know, buy buy the things you want to buy right now. Uh, you can get it today. And of course, I, you know, that came at a big price when you uh, had to had to pay that money back. You know, there there were establishments that uh, people just ought not to walk into. Uh, businesses that would would offer whatever kind of uh, debauchery you you desire. And uh, what were the results? A lot of a lot of young men and women uh, would become strapped with with extremely high interest rates uh, and, and little to show for it. People becoming alcoholics at, at a very young age. Uh, you know, young men and women getting into all sorts of trouble. And I remember, whenever I would uh, go to a new assignment, there would there would be a briefing where the uh, base commander would come and, and speak to us, and uh, he w- he would point out, well, there's a there's a list of of establishments that uh, are are off limits. Um, but you know the these these people were predatory and and they were they were really good at what they did very successful at making bad things look good very enticing make it easy, making it easy to uh get in trouble by by taking the wrong path and you know the the fact of the matter is it's it's easy to take the wrong path it's it's very easy for us to go the wrong way and uh in fact most people are doing that and jesus said there are there are two ways, two ways, uh, we, and, and we have a choice as to uh, to which way we will go, which road we will take, which which door we will will enter. So let's look at today's text, which is uh, Matthew seven thirteen through twenty seven, where Jesus uses a, a variety of word pictures to to demonstrate these these two ways. By the way, this is the last sermon. In the uh, Sermon on the Mount series, we, uh, I just looked it up this morning. We started on June 12th, so this, this has been about four months we've been in the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, next Sunday, we'll, we'll begin a new series in uh, the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, the books of ne- Ezra and Nehemiah. So read with me in your Bibles, starting with Matthew seven thirteen. 13. Um, Jesus says this, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Beware of false prophets that come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. 
Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did not we prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, as we, as we look into your word this morning, I just pray that you would uh, open, our, open our ears so, so that we might uh, hear and that we might, uh, as, as you said, Jesus, uh, do these words, Lord, that we would, we would take them and hear them and apply them, Lord, to our lives, that we would uh, live in such a way that is uh, conformed to your image. Amen. So Jesus is drawing this sermon to a close. You know, he's he's kind of laying out a, a summary of this this sermon. He's he's been preaching about the kingdom of heaven. Uh, who, you know who are who are the people who will enter the kingdom of heaven? What do they look like? How do they live? How do we how do we enter? What is yeah? What is it to be a a, a kingdom person? And. Uh, you know, we, we notice in, in today's text, he, he lays out this uh, dichotomy of uh, attitudes and, and actions. You know, on, on one hand, uh, you know, here are the, uh, the misconceptions, the, the wrong attitudes, the wrong conclusions of, of what a f- true follower of God is like. And on the other hand, you know, we have what right thinking looks like. You know, these are, these are the right attitudes, the right actions. You know, he, he says, well, you've, you've heard it said. You've heard it said. You believe these wrong things. You've believed that you can do it on your own. You believe that you could earn your way into the, uh, the kingdom of heaven. But he says, this is the true way. These are the character traits that, that God honors and, and blesses. And Jesus concludes his teaching uh, pointing out that there are two ways, there are, there are two kinds of, of people. So let's look at Jesus, at what Jesus says about these, these two ways, these two kinds of people populating those ways. And so he begins with a couple metaphors, two ways. He gives us an invitation. He says, enter by the, the narrow gate. You know, this, this is the one you need to enter. Uh, this is this other one is the one you you want to avoid. Um, why do you want to avoid this one? It's because there's there's destruction on the other side. You know the thing is uh, though that 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 gate that leads to destruction many times is the one we want to to open and, and go through. You know it's it's easy to sin. It's enticing. 
it's, it's easy to, to reject God. That's why so many people do. So he talks about gates. He talks about roads. What, what is it that makes the, the way narrow? Uh, Jesus, Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except by me. Is that narrow? Yes, it is. And we read in Acts 4.12, there's no salvation, or excuse me, there is salvation in no one else. For in no other name under heaven, there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And the word, or the world finds this very objectionable. It is narrow. And that's what Jesus is saying. You know, the gate is narrow and and hard that that leads to life, and those who find it are few. You know, the world says uh, there there are many ways to God. You can find a church this morning who will will preach that. Oh, yeah, there are many, many paths to, to God. Many paths to eternal life. Many versions of, of the truth. And Jesus, 2,000 years ago, was saying, uh-uh, that's, that's not true. There's only one way to God. And then he, then he says, you know, there are people who are going to try to steer you onto the, the wrong path. He says, beware of false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You know, what they say may sound good. They may look good. What they say may, may be enticing. But we need to be, according to Jesus, very vigilant. We need to watch out, beware, because there are those who would love to steer us wrong, just like these businesses outside of military base, bases. You know, they, they'd love to get us to come through their door. They'd love to get their hands on, on your wallet. Uh, they don't care about us. They don't care if we end up in ruin. Uh, they only care about their own gain at our expense. And so Jesus calls them false prophets. What's a prophet in, in the Bible? Uh, a prophet is, the one, is one who speaks on the Lord's behalf. When a, when a, a true prophet speaks, you're hearing the Lord. Prophet sets forth, proclaims God's truth. What's a false prophet then? In in the Greek, um, the word is uh, pseudo prophetes, pseudo prophet. This this person's a, a this person's a fraud. You know, they they claim to speak for God, but they don't really. And the prophet Jeremiah talked about these. These people, well, the Lord talked about it through Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah fourteen thirteen through 14. The Lord said to me, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I did not send them, nor did I command them to sp- or, or, or speak to them. They are prophesying to you a lying vision, worthless divination, and the deceit of their own minds. 
In other words, they're, they're making this stuff up. It's not true. And Jesus has extended an invitation to the crowds, to, to all of us, to enter the kingdom of heaven. But he's cautioned us. He's ca- he cautioned his disciples and the crowds about the, uh, the erroneous um, leadership of, of the religious leaders at the time, the, the Pharisees and the scribes. He says we need to have discernment uh, because they, they come in sheep's, clo- sheep's clothing. They, they look just like the rest of us, but they're not. Uh, they're, they're, of, they're of a different species. They're, they're wolves who are pretending to be sheeps. They're, they're ravenous. They're, they're, they seek to destroy and, and devour. Uh, they proclaim lies. But they make those lies sound really good and, and really true. You know, later, later in Matthew, Jesus talks again about false prophets. He said there, there are going to be many of them. He says in uh, Matthew 24, 10 through 12, that many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Lawlessness will increase and, and the love of many will grow cold. People will become rebellious. They, they will they'll embrace sin. They'll, they'll reject the great commandment because they reject God. This, this falling away will, will be marked by a, a lack of love. You know, what's, what's disheartening about this is it's, it's true. What's disheartening is that Jesus predicts that many will fall away. They'll go astray. They'll be led astray. They'll, they'll get onto the wrong road. They'll, they'll become destructive and hateful in their relationships. Instead of loving another, they'll, they'll seek to destroy one another. And they'll fall away because of their own sin. And they'll be encouraged to do so. They'll be, they'll be seduced into leaving the right road and getting onto the wrong one. So how do we guard against wolves? Well, first of all, we need to learn to recognize them. You know, look, at, look at their fruits, Jesus said. You'll, you'll recognize them by their fruits. Uh, are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Verse 20, you'll, you'll recognize them by their fruits. You know, a, a person's fruit is the, the essence of, of his or her life. Paul talks about the, the fruit of a life that is a life which is led by the Holy Spirit, uh, a life that demonstrates what things from Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, faithfulness, self-control. You know, a, a life that bears these fruits that can only come from the Holy Spirit of God is a life that is conformed to the image of, of Christ. You know, J- James amplifies this, uh, this message in uh, James 3, 9 through 12. 
where he says evidence of our fruit can be seen in the way we, we speak to and about one another. He, he talks about our tongues, our, our mouth as, as being a, a fountain of good or evil. He, he says it here, uh, with, with our tongue we, we bless the Lord, our Lord and Father. With it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brother, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. But yet we have these tongues that do just that. So... After, after warning us about these deceivers, these, these false prophets, uh, these ravenous wolves, Jesus now directs us to look at ourselves. You know, make, make the right choice. Uh, make, make sure we're on the right road. Many will be deceived. Jesus, Jesus says that. Let, let's make sure we're not among those who, who are led astray. You know, Jesus, Jesus here gives a very stern warning. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Um, I, I don't know how we can gloss over this. I don't know how we can read this, this lightly. You know, we, we, this should be something where we, we read it and we'd go, whoa. Uh, you know, how many how many people are there who out there who are saying Lord Lord, calling Jesus that who don't know Him? Uh, how many how many people are sitting in in church pews or, or chairs in our country around the world who are going through the motions? They're they're singing the songs, they're listening to the sermons, they're maybe even even going through the motions of of praying, but they don't know him. Um, still on the wrong road, going their own way. Maybe quietly rebellious. Maybe openly rebellious. Uh, how many how many church leaders, how many deacons and elders and, and pastors are going to stand before the Lord someday and the Lord's going to say, I never knew you. Uh, Wow. Jesus continues. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did not we prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And I will declare to them, I I never knew you. Depart from me, you, you workers of lawlessness. So Jesus... You know, he talked about wolves who twist the word of God in, into a lie. You know, those who, who cause destruction, uh, those who are, are greedy for their own gain. And, you know, we ask, well, why, why are they doing this? And what, what the concerning thing is, is I think that uh, many don't even realize they are. Paul writes to uh, Timothy, 
In 2 Timothy 3.13, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Deceiving and and being deceived. many, Many times the deceivers themselves are deceived. You know, have you ever wondered, for instance, um, how a religion like Mormonism can thrive the way it does? Um, they're they're not Christian. They they believe in many gods. They're polytheists. They they believe that God the Father was once a man, just like us. And that we can become gods just like him. Uh, but you know what? They'll, they'll come into your house. They'll use all the right words. And they'll make it sound like, oh, they're just like us. Only better. They've got another, another testament. They'll, they'll talk about Jesus. They'll talk about the Holy Spirit. They'll talk about Jesus dying for our sins. Uh, and they're really nice people, uh, but they're deceived, and they're, and they're deceiving other people. Um, I I have this friend. His name is John. I I knew him real well in college. I've lost touch with him. Um, he he seemed like a right on solid believer. I went to church with him and. Um, I recently found out that he has turned from his faith and gone with the Baha'i faith. And Baha'i, the Baha'i people, they they accept the divine nature of Abraham, Moses, Zoroaster, Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, you know, just kind of a, a conglomeration of different religions. They make they make that narrow path into a very wide path, many ways to God. And John is sincere. He's a nice guy. He really is. You'd, you'd love him if you met him. But he's he's deceived, and he's deceiving other others. And um, so you know, I'm concerned. Every pastor I know, and I've, I've talked to a lot of pastors about this about. Just how many people are there that are just religious people who who never knew Jesus? I was I was talking with this young man uh, pretty recently, a couple months ago, and um, claimed to be a Christian. I have no reason to believe he's not, but I asked him, you know, how did how did you come to the Lord? He goes, Well, I went to church all my life. That was his testimony. He he was raised in a, a church, and uh, never never anything about uh, coming to the Lord, knowing Him. Um, you know, it's way above my pay grade to to cast judgment on on him and say, you know, he's not saved. But I, you know, I'm concerned. You know, it's it's not in vain that that Paul says in Second uh, Corinthians thirteen five, examine yourselves to see if you're in the faith. 
Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Christ Jesus is in you, unless indeed you, feel, you fail to meet the test? You know, we're not, we're not saved because our parents were Christians. We're, we're not saved because we, we go to church. We're not, we're not saved because we're really nice people and just about everybody else we know is worse than, than we are. You know, how are we saved? We're saved by believing in the Lord Jesus as our Savior. Believing in him and, and receiving him. And Paul encourages Timothy and gives him the solution to keeping himself from, from danger. Second Timothy three fourteen through 17. He says, as for you, continue in what you've learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you've learned it, how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which were able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ. So Timothy was brought up. His, his mother and his grandmother were Christians, and they, they taught him. But it says, Paul is saying that it was that teaching that brought you to Christ. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, for training in righteousness, for the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The antidote to deception is, is being well grounded in, in the word of God. You know, the, the Bible says, test yourself, examine yourself. You know, make make sure that you're you're building your life on a on a good foundation, and that's where Jesus goes next. He gives us this other word picture, this metaphor of of building a of building your house on a, on a good foundation. You know, our, our foundation is our our basis. Uh, you know, it's it's what we build our lives on, and yeah, you know, and we can look at this individually or. Or collectively, you know, let's begin by looking at our own lives. Um, we were talking with this guy. In fact, we talk to him all the time. He, our, our dog loves this guy. So we, we he, and he, we walk by, and the guy runs out of his house to say hi to our dog. Uh, real nice guy. But uh, we, we, we were staying in front of his house, and he just, he just happened to start talking about his house. He said, you know, this, this house is pretty old. And it doesn't have a foundation. It's just built right on the dirt, wood on dirt. And the house is still standing. It's, you know, it's probably built in the 20s or 30s or something like that. But you can look at it and go, yeah, you know, the, the roof is kind of sway back. And, you know, this house is not going to last forever. You know, you see other houses that are that are just rock solid. And you just feel like, you know, if they take care of that house, that house is going to, still be standing a hundred years from now you know what upon what do we base our lives that's what Jesus is getting at you know I know that people I know people who base their lives on their love for the weekend they work all week and then they they just they live for their 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 alcoholic binge on on the weekend I knew a lot of people in the military like that week after week maybe we live for our, our career or our business, or our education, or our hobby, or, you know, you, we could just go on forever. Maybe we live for, for pleasure. Maybe we live for our families. Maybe we go on and on, and some of these things are good things. But these things, even the good things, can become idols. You know, what do we build our lives on? 
Um, Chris and I have lived in a lot of different places. We've lived in 13 different states and, you know, lived in, in a lot of different uh, physical environments. The soil seems to be different where, wherever we go. Uh, one of the things I noticed in uh, Colorado Springs, uh, there was a problem with the expansive soil. So you had, you had to build a certain way because the, the soil was going to expand and contract, and you had to, the, the house had to accommodate that. Um, in Florida, you're just building on sand. I think Florida is just one big sandbar, and uh, th- there are a lot of problems that people have with sinkholes there. A lot of, lot of insurance companies won't insure houses in, in Florida because of that, or at least in uh, certain regions. Um, anyway, yeah, there, there was a there was a house in uh, Lando Lakes, Florida, in, in 2017, where uh, two houses were swallowed by a, a sinkhole. Uh, there was another place in uh, 2013 where a man died while sleeping in his bed. You know, the, the ground just opened up, and he fell into it. In Dallas, this the soil is so unstable that I was I was told by our realtor that if you buy a house that's more than about 20 years old. Um, it's going to have had foundation problems, and hopefully those have, have been fixed. You know, fixing foundations is a huge industry there. On and on. The point is, you got to be careful where you build your house. Um, you don't want to build your house on a swamp. Uh, you don't want to build it on quicksand. You don't want to build your house on the edge of a, a crumbling cliff. Uh, I've heard of developments being built on old garbage dumps. When uh, Chris and I visited Germany, our, our daughter lived there. Uh, we we took a few days and celebrated our anniversary in, in Switzerland, on Lake Geneva. Well, there's this there's this castle on the uh, eastern end of of uh, Lake Geneva, Chateau Chillon. It's called. And it's cool. It's built on this rock, just big old rock that juts out into the lake. And this castle is, is built on that rock. And you just look at that and you say, this thing's going to last forever. Yeah. This is what Jesus says to do. Build on the solid rock. Got to watch where you build your house. Jesus said, this is, this is a matter of wisdom. Be wise. Don't be foolish. This kind of wisdom is reflected in this word picture. And Jesus said, who is this person who builds on this foundation, on this rock? It's the person who hears what I have to say and does this. Hears these words of mine and does them. So, yeah, we can go one or two ways. We can go God's way or we can go our own way. Or the world's way, really the same thing. We can choose Jesus as our only way to the Father, or we can go with the world and, and reject Him. We can bear fruit, good fruit through the Holy Spirit, or we can bear bad fruit on our own. The fruit of uh, deceit. You know, we can we can choose to know Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, or we can choose empty religion. 
You see these two ways he's talking about? We can, we can choose to be with him and know him. Or we can just choose to push him off to the side. We can choose to build our lives on him, the solid rock, or we can build our life on the shifting sand of whatever folly we can come up with. You know, we can go our way or we can go his way. Let's choose his way. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for for, for, uh, for providing a, a way for us, a, a way to come to the Father, a way to um, have our sins forgiven, a, a way to have an abundant life through you. Um, Lord, I pray that if, if there be one here today that does not know you, Lord, just speak to their hearts and draw them to yourself, Lord, I, I pray that they will they will hear your invitation and, and come to you, surrendering their, their life to you, Lord. Because you, Lord Jesus, are, are the only way to the Father. And it's in your name, Lord Jesus, we, we pray, our Lord and, and Savior. Amen.